Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Presto. This is Nick Yeti. And Corporal Massage. You're listening to episode two of the Nintendads podcast. Welcome back, everybody. What's up? Yo. Um, so, uh, if you're just joining us for the first time, this is the Nintendads podcast. And as you can probably guess, we are dads. We talk about Nintendo stuff. Um, yeah, new games announcements, what we're playing, what we think you should play, what we think you should steer away from because it's a flaming pile of dog stuff. Mm. Uh, Just a lot of opinions, a lot of differing opinions, because there's only a couple things that we agree on, and that's that we all like Nintendo most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) The fine line has been walked, my friend. (laughs) You, I would say you are 90% of most of the time of why I have to say most of the time. Uh, Yeah, I know. There's so many things to be said. Anyway, listen, before we start arguing, we need to do a special early adopter listener shout out to my good friend, Nanaki Face. Mm. Uh, You can follow her at twitch.tv slash Nanaki underscore face. That's N-A-N-A-K-I underscore face, like your face. Uh, She's a longtime college buddy of mine. Uh, She's a gamer, uh, and she gave us some great feedback on the first episode, which we appreciate. Gamer, what what game? What's What's her main game or games? So, fun fact about her is she whipped the hell out of every single person in my entire college in okay, Halo. all right. I think I remember you saying this. You she say un- you say Halo. Touchable. You say Halo. Which Halo though? I think it was Halo One and maybe Halo Two. It was like two thousand. I give I give golf two thousand nine golf clap for sure. <laughs> hey, so all right, we're gonna kick off this episode with just what are you guys playing? What are you guys playing this week? What are you playing, Corporal? I honestly, I've uh, been getting back into DC Universe Online on the Switch since oh. they ported. Um, I've I love DC Universe. I'm you know a Batman fan at heart. So every time I get to dress up like a superhero and run around and save the day, I'm all for it. It's Halloween that brings <laughs> out the costuming in you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what about new, you, Nick Yeti? What are you playing? I have been playing. Puyo Puyo Tetris on oh. the Super Nintendo, uh, what they call the virtual console on here. Um, I found out that Robin, my sweet, sweet love, um, actually likes that game, which was amazing. So we've been trying to figure out like a video game that we could both play, and she loves the, um, the side-by-side puzzle game. So that has been a, uh, a game we've been rocking out on all week, actually, which has been pretty killer. And playing Ken and Smash also. That, that's a standard. But, yes, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've been also playing a little Smash, um, and I also tried for a hot minute the demo for uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Oh, okay, I want a little input on this, because I think I played the demo for the first one on the PS4 in the PS4's early days, So, and I thought it was interesting, so I want to hear your take on this. So... Dragon Quest Builders 2, if you haven't played it, it's kind of like uh, it's like a third person, like you have your little guy, you like run around, and uh, it has, it's, it's based off Dragon Quest, so it's like got RPG elements at its core, but it's like if you took an RPG and mixed it with like a weird version of Minecraft, because you can break apart the environment and the game progresses where you have to build up your town's defenses and all this stuff, and I was really interested in it, but... 
I'll give okay. I'll give you both one guess why it's no longer on my I'm interested in it list. Multiplayer. It's not. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. damn! He nailed it. I was <laughs> I I had a different one. It's not multiplayer. So it's multiplayer, but it's in the most limited limited way like you and i could play together online but we could only play in like a super restricted like sandbox corner of the game like you can't play through the game with people you can't play through the challenges with people and that's as soon as i found that out i'm like sorry i feel like that's a big uh that that's a big swig and a miss for a game um, when it's their second iteration too i remember seeing 3d block here on the ps uh the PS3, I think it was. And I think that was supposed to uh, contend with Minecraft, and uh, it looked great. Um, I didn't play it at all. And then, but I saw the Dragon Quest, and I loved the idea of the more RPG-esque element, but that's, that, that's a total for me, someone who doesn't need the multiplayer aspect, a game like that that doesn't have it. It, it needs it, and that's a, that's a fail. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mostly a single-player experience, but whatever. Um, what are you playing? What are you playing? Are you asking me or are you asking the audience? <laughs> <laughs> I just repeated what you said. What are you playing? <laughs> this next section came out of uh, some questions from our audience of episode one. Thank you for listening, everybody, to episode one, if you listen to it. If not, go check it out. Um, so a couple people messaged us saying that they just got a Switch or they've had a Switch and they don't have that many games for it and they would want to know what are the must-own games? Because this Switch has been out for a couple of years now, um, and they want to know what the games are that everyone has to own, in our opinion. <clears throat> so with me, I'll start. My number one must-own game, pretty much the reason why I bought the Switch in the first place, because when it was announced, I had no interest. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, this is a gimmick, this is stupid, I like, I'm fine having my home console be my home console and my portable game system be my portable game system. But are you telling me that announced... you weren't sucked into Nintendo Switch concepts from Gate? No, no, I was a hater. I was, I mean, me and Nick Eddie had this conversation. He's like, yo, the Switch. And I'm like, no. I'm like, conditionally, if they announce a new Smash Brothers for the Switch, I will pre order one the next day or I will go out and buy one the next day. And they did their little trailer. Splatoon guy came out, Smash Ball, and I was already on Facebook Marketplace looking for a Switch. Um, so, <laughs> no surprise, my must own game. Nothing sticker price. It's Super Smash Brothers. It's every Nintendo game uh, at once. It is a version of what Super Smash Brothers could be. Ooh, listen, yeah. It could be Brawl. Let's just remember those dark days, okay? It could be Brawl. Super Smash Brawl had a lot of problems. Yes. Yes, it did. And Super Smash Brothers Ultimate has a lot of problems, but it's a great Smash game. I would say it sits very near the top of the best Smash game. Obviously, that title is reserved for Melee. You can't, I mean, there's not, it's not really a debate, but, but Super, now when they release HD version of Melee, you know, fingers crossed, um, then that will be the best Smash game for the Switch. But until then, Smash Ultimate is great. 
Um, it's got an absurdly big roster. It's got every game from every Smash and then some. It's, it's got, got Ken. It's got Ken. <laughs> That's really the only reason that Nick Yeti still plays it, is it's got Ken and it's got Piranha Plant. Piranha Plant, yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's great. Gang. Don't play it online. Listen to me. Mm. Look at me, audience. Don't play it online. Can, Don't can we do just, it. Can we just make the definitive statement that Smash Ultimate Couch Competitive and Smash Ultimate Online are two separate freaking games. Yeah, it's basically you like you bought you bought two games in one when you got yeah, it. Yeah, so good good for you guys. You guys had Nintendo hooked you up with two games right there. So Super Smash Bros. is great. Online is a different we could do a whole episode. I could do a whole episode by myself on that. But anyway. So but Super Smash Brothers is absolutely great. The the gameplay is fast, the mechanics are really cool. It's very rewarding to play. It's the best game to play, you know, on the with your friends, four people having some beers, or one on one if you're more into the competitive scene. Uh, which I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna start going to some uh, some local local tournaments out here in Philly. Um, but yeah, so Smash Ultimate, my number one must have game. Can, can we can we give, can we can we just talk about Sam Sora for two seconds right now? Oh God, why, why I, do you want to talk like, about I, Sam Sora? I love him. <laughs> I love. I love. All right. Let me. Did that Peach cosplay have you feel in some kind of way? <laughs> I have no. I have so much dead respect for someone who is so dedicated to one character that they love, and the fact that he's coming in second and he's not switching around to the jank. And I'm not going to go off naming competitors here, but the fact that he sits there in second like that on like a summit. I think it's great. He is ride or die, Peach. I love it. That's what I love about him is the fact that he's ride or die, Peach, and he's up there. Like my eternal respect for that. He's a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, besides Smash Brothers, because you can Google best games for the Switch, and Smash Brothers is going to come up as like one of the top three. Hmm. We wanted to kind of give you a a main game, but then also a game you might not know about, an independent game, you know, a side game, something something that's off the beaten path a little bit. And for that pick of mine, it's going to be Hollow Knight. So Hollow Knight is essentially a Metroidvania game, meaning it's, you know, you have a big open world uh, 2D. It's a 2D game, so not like open world, like Breath of the Wild open world, but a big 2D maze of death and, and, you know, dungeon type elements. Um, and as you get different abilities and stuff, you unlock new things. Like there'll be a cliff you can't get up to until you unlock the double jump, and then you can get up there and you go to the next area. Um, and there's a lot of Castlevania games or Metroidvania games. Hollow Knight is really, really cool for a couple reasons. A, you're like this little unassuming knight guy, um, and the whole entire world takes place like on a micro scale because all of the characters are insects. So there's, like, spiders and caterpillars and beetles and, like, it's just a really, you know, weird, moody kind of dark world. Honey, um, I Shrunk the Kids meets King Arthur and the Knights of Roundtable. And, like, Bugs Life, the movie, if it were really <laughs> dark and everyone was trying to kill you. Um, so it's a dark But the dark other thing, okay. it's a dark, it's not super dark, it's not, like, like dark. Oh, oh but hold like, on, hold on, let's, let's, let's go here for a <laughs> second. Hollow Knight has porn parodies, by the way. I mean, of course. <laughs> it has. Does it really? That was. That was. But yes, it does. That 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 shot across my Twitter feed 
And I was just... <laughs> I did not try to go look it up, but the fact that it had that, I was just like, all right, well, like, you're for, for an indie game, you know, good job. You, that's, you made a game that got more parody. Rule 34, Rule yeah. 34 ruins everything. <laughs> um, but... Speaking of artistic interpretation, um, the other reason I really like Hollow Knight is because it's all like hand drawn. It's not a it's not a um, uh, polygon game. It's all hand drawn. The levels, the the creature elements, uh, everything is this unique art that's hand drawn and has some really cool effects. Still, my number one pick is a character for Hollow Knight to be the last DLC fighter. Oh man, I, I want it. I want it the, so bad. The leaks that I'm seeing right now, I swear that if they put Crash in that, <laughs> I swear to God, I I, I, I haven't can't, seen dude. that. That's really funny. I can't. I mean, we got Banjo, right? Like that's great. That's like, our goofy DLC wanted, character, everyone, right? Yeah, goofy. I love Banjo. Banjo. I still have to say, Plant's my favorite. You, you can't. Plant. I don't. Plant is my favorite of the DLC. Plants, yeah. Playing gang, uh, he came. He came out so unique. I know we're going to talk about Smash so much. We we gotta we gotta move. <laughs> this was almost a Smash podcast. Um. Anyway, yeah. I can't end my segment without giving an honorable shout out to Rocket League, which I probably have more playtime on than any other game on my Switch except for Smash. That's a putting, lot. Just putting that out there. Okay. Okay. Nick Yeti, what are your picks? What do you if you had a Switch? On an island, mm. on a desert island, and you can only have two games. <laughs> you can only have two games. Um. All right. So let's go ahead and start with the indie game, the indie S game, very popular indie game that's on there. It's the Binding of Isaac. I believe it's the Afterbirth Plus edition that's on the Switch. I could be wrong. I did not look that up. Binding of Isaac's fantastic. So this is how it goes down. It's a roguelike game. It is basically like a dungeon crawler imagine the first zelda game and the whole game's like you're in this endless sort of dungeon um each room's different you get all these different zany powers you eventually unlock different characters that you could be people it has the most insane cult following if you go on the twitch and watch these people that know how to manipulate and break the game it's really fascinating to see i think it's great Definitely, I should say, for people who don't know what to get on the Switch and want a cheaper game, or I, I would say it's a mid-range cheap game, definitely go for The Binding of Isaac. It's pretty hard, though, right? I, I do want to mention the difficulty. Like, it's pretty... I've never played it, but I've heard it's... I mean, it's a roguelike. So, so. so, here's, so here's the funny thing, is when we start using statements like hard and everything, I remember being a kid and playing the first Zelda game, and then I remember watching a video gaming media outlet that I shall not name, and they were covering uh, Dark Souls. No, because they used to be good, and now they suck now, so they're not going to get me to name who they are. Uh, and the, the way that they were talking about... They came onto the subject of the original Zelda game, and they're like, oh, yeah, they're talking about Dark Souls. And they're like, yeah, well, if you think about it, back in the day, like the original Zelda game was almost like Dark Souls, where it was in the case of you had to actually understand the enemy's movement. And no matter, you know, you could collect a ton of hearts, but in a few hits, you know, as you get later in yeah, the game, true. you die. You know what I mean? Until you look up how to get the, uh, the blue and red tunic right off the bat. Nonetheless, though, you know, pre-internet day and age still. So um, if, if you still like that, um, 
difficulty. You can train yourself and then you can learn a character. So you can get good with that character and keep going through the dungeon and everything. And then if you want another challenge or something different, pick up another character and learn it. It has a ton of replayability. There's no doubt this is a great game. So that would definitely be an indie pick for me. Cool. Um, Very cliche now. Um, Full retail game. Uh, Mario Odyssey has it. Really? Uh, It would definitely, absolutely, 110%. This would have to, this would have been between Zelda and Mario Odyssey. Um, Breath of the Wild screwed the pooch on me. Um, what? And here, yeah, I know, right? What? So, I, let so me explain. You're, go ahead. I'll the scandal. The scandal, right? <laughs> We're going to butt heads, so, but it's all right. <laughs> so that's okay. So here's the thing, right? Breath of the Wild is a phenomenal game. There's no argument with that. The game in itself... Especially Hold on. Start, the- start with Odyssey. Start with Odyssey because as soon as you okay. go off on Breath of the Wild... Jason's going to leap oh, through right, his shitty okay. microphone and attack you. I got you. All right. So Mario <laughs> Odyssey. So it's it's great. Um, a ton of different worlds, a ton of throwbacks, a ton of replayability. Possessing people with your hat, <laughs> a ton of fun. My son loves it. Uh, we, me and my son, play this together. He likes it when I'm Cappy, and then he switches to him being Cappy, and I play Mario back and forth. So if something's too hard for him to understand, he'll be Cappy, and I'll play through it. And then he'll make me Cappy, and then I'll play through it. You really get to the the side-by-side, the dynamic of it's great. That actually sounds really cool. I've never played the game. I've just seen the videos. But as a father-son duo, I've never played it cool. So, so check this out, right? So Cappy, right? Cappy's this hat, and he's basically your uh, your navy, uh, your, your navy, I guess you would say, from uh, Ocarina of Time. Okay. Except he gets he possesses things, so you get to be any enemy in that game. You can throw your cap at and become them, and that becomes crucial in getting getting the moons and everything throughout the level. And you get this blimp airship. And my son, Lance, has become he loves collecting the costumes and everything because you have to collect coins and collect moons in the game to unlock costumes and then stickers and everything to decorate your airship with, which is fantastic that a game has and, and they've come out with more too since then. And it's been free, I guess you would say uh, DLC. So he loves it when it comes out with new stuff and all he has to do is keep playing the game and essentially it sharpens his skill in playing that game to collect more moons and collect more coins to go and get more costumes, stickers. I don't know if the game might work. It's definitely costumes. He loves it though. It's great that you don't have to pay money for something like that. It's, you know, built within the game. That's cool. I can, I can respect that for them having that like tiered content built in instead of offering it as paid DLC because they easily could have, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm, okay. I guess that, yeah. Now, why do you Bef- not like Breath of the Wild? Just before All you right, go so, on your so, rant, I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you in perspective. My triple A title that is must buy for Nintendo switch is going to be okay. Zelda Breath of the Wild. So okay. go That's ahead. A, I'm not against that though. I'm not against that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm not against that whatsoever. Breath but. of the Wild, <laughs> Breath of the Wild, deserves as a video game its rating and respect. Okay. As a Zel- as a Zelda game, totally fails. Really. The reason the reason for this are the dungeons. So what they did oh. was they basically put 
for what they consider main dungeons in the game. And you can't argue, everyone has all called it. They're very generic, pretty much the same. Nothing different as far as the enemies with it. It's only like two or three different enemies and the way they place them in there. The puzzle solving is... It gets lame after the second one. Like, the first time I played it and I got to that dungeon, I was like, this is freaking cool. Like, they did something with this. But then when solving every dungeon is the same mechanic, just a different path, I was like, this isn't Zelda. And then they said, oh, well, you know, to substitute that, we gave you guys the shrines. And I'm like, so the issue with this is that when you went into these other Zelda games and you got to use... Ocarina of Time is the gold yeah, standard. Yeah, that's what here. I was going to yeah, say. Okay, so we can all agree on that. Like, you yep. know, um, which is what called uh, Awake's Awakening came out, the redone and everything. I feel like anybody, any generation would, would definitely agree. Ocarina of Time, gold standard. You went to a dungeon and you progressed in the dungeon and then you got to a certain point in the dungeon where you got, you know, a new piece of equipment and you had a map and everything and then you had to rethink how you approach the same room in the dungeon. I when in order you to got get out. To, yeah. When you got to the forest dungeon, that first one when you became adult Link and everything, and you know, everything just got totally warped in that dungeon. I mean, that was really like the first three dungeons as a kid, it kind of like set you up like it's gonna be different. But then once you became adult Link and those dungeons just completely changed. I mean, that was fascinating. And then just to see like the next few games come out to just, you know multiply on top of that so breath of the wild it was like such a great concept and i love it breath of the wild deserves a 10 out of 10 i i can't argue with that but if you want to put it on the scale to zelda games don't think of it as a zelda game think of it as a great game that's 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 my approach to it okay what do you so, have to say about that corporal? i mean yeah, take, take gonna... the reins on this it's, it's your show now <laughs> so i'm gonna say right off the bat that i agree that a breath of the wild is probably one of the best uh, games that are that's available on Nintendo Switch. It is the game that you should own. Absolutely. For me, I I said in my previous episode, the previous episode that I am more about the storyline and the episodic or epicness of the story that it provides. So for me, the best thing about Ocarina of Time was the open world and the vast landscape that you can explore and travel through. And Breath of the Wild expanded on that. That was a feat, though, um, when, when they did that for Ocarina of Time. They, they, there was a was whole thing on that. They, they had to really stretch nuts on that to, to get that to where the it was. The Hyrule Field, yeah. Yep. For sure. So I, that was one of the reasons why I was so impressed with Breath of the Wild. The ability to just traverse the entire landscape. They brought all of the iconic uh, landmarks back and then you oh, expanded sure. on them. So, and the art style of that game was phenomenal and was extremely beautiful. There is something that the viewers will learn about me as time, but I can get emotionally attached to certain characters. And there's a female character that Link has a quote-unquote relationship with through this game, and her story arc literally brought me to tears. And In Breath of the Wild? Are you talking about wild. Zelda? <laughs> no, I'm not talking about Zelda. Who are you talking about? Why am I forgetting this now? Maria, the fish girl. Oh, he, yo, oh, hey, Link's, 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 got that, side, Link's got that Link's side action. He's got that yes. side mermaid thing going down, man. Oh, man. man. Yes. He's been, he's been you like talk, that. You want to talk real 34? Jesus. He's been like that since Ocarina. Link's got an issue. He does. But his, <laughs> his, his side piece, 
Maria. Zelda doesn't are... know he's been taking swim lessons. <laughs> the... <laughs> the water temple. The water temple was really, really difficult for. Water, it was difficult. to keep you the, there. The water. The water temple was probably one of the hardest. But what? What if? What if we just had like? What if Nintendo just came out and said, "Dark Link, you face in the water temple was actually real Link, and real Link got stuck in the water temple as her slave, and then this other Shadow Link that looks like real Link has been the one in the other wait, games, and he's just been." No, wait, wait. I have the idea. Ready? This is going to be the definitive. Oh, Here we go. Link Zelda experience for 2020. You ready? Okay. The Legend of Zelda Link. Dating simulator. Oh, God. <laughs> you got Zelda. I guess you could have Sheik as a different character. You got Maria, the fish lady. You Nympha. got some of the Gerudo, Nympha. some of the Gerudo females. Sheik. Sheik. You got Sheik from Lon Lon Farm. From Lon Lon Farm? Sheik. Who had the crush? Sheik is ruining this game. Ruining it for Sheik. everybody who's going to buy it. I'm so sorry. We got to give this the floor to Jason right now. This is going to get bad. You are ruining my game. <laughs> oh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Jay. You were talking about the epic storyline. <laughs> okay. All right. The epic story- Please continue on the epic storyline because I effing love the story of Breath of the Wild. I-, I have one thing about Breath of the Wild that I really, really like that I'm going to keep my mouth shut on till the end and see if either of you mention it because I'm the only one who ever talks about it besides the potential for a great dating sentence. <laughs> anyway, so what I liked the best is that the Zelda story and the Link story have been told time and time again, recreated multiple times through so many different games. We as a gamer who've played the series long enough know the storyline. But the game presents the story as if Link doesn't know it. He had it. It's in the past. It's been forgotten. So you're rediscovering all of these things and how they present them to you and some of the background information that you get from the cutscenes just builds on the character development. So for me, the story was fresh and new, even though I already knew the main talking points. So the entire story, as well as being able to traverse the land, the landscape, the enemies were different and unique. The combat style I thought was interesting. The ability that you can have multiple different weapons and pick up different things. There is one disappointment that I have about it, and it's about the Master Sword because it can break. What the hell is that? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. No, 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 no. Before you get into that. You do understand in the DLC there is a quest, a decently difficult quest that you have to do. So the challenge quest, yeah. So you can get the Master Sword not to break. Correct, but I thought that it was lame that the Master that you have to have a DLC in order for that to happen. Uh, the Master I mean, Sword the, is the Master Sword. Because it's a Master Sword. No, that's totally respectable. I totally get that. Yeah. That, that, that should have been off the bat. That should have been off the cusp. You know what I mean? It should have been like, a DLC. Like, it should have been a part of the game. You got the Master Sword, and it was the Master Sword, but maybe then add, like, the little, like, you know, shine ability to it as the challenge. Yes. But, no, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, or just make the Master Sword real, real hard to get. And once you got it, you earned it, and it couldn't break, but you, like, lost years of your life trying to get it. <laughs> so, before I go on to my, my indie title, what, what were you going to say, Presto? Yeah, the sound design in Breath of the Wild oh. is, like... Some of my favorite, I think, out of any 
any game that I've ever played. Music. Because yep. they do this stuff with the soundtrack and the piano, and it's just got such a weird, unique flavor to it where, like, <clears throat> the perfect the example that I like to think of off top is you run into, like, the spy ninja people. It's been a while, so I don't remember the names. But you oh, run into the spy ninja people that are trying middle, to kill you. The, out in the middle right? of, like, just the, the wild and everything. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, that was my favorite part and of the game. So, they're, you know, everything when you're cooking, they have, like, the little cooking song and everything's happy. And, like, you know, as every, like, do-do-do, like, it's the nice little piano chords. But when you run into them, they're, like, talking to you. And then they say that one off-color comment. Mm-hmm. That's like, but now I have to kill you. And the little piano trill where it's like, it's like very like off-putting. And it's that to me is the perfect example of where there's a million examples though, of how they incorporated like music and a seemingly routine like audio cue to be like, oh God, something's not right with this person. They play it like in in a musical note, but they play it, they play it off key. To where it sounds like unsettling and just like they do that in so many areas of the game, but that's just the specific instance that I think of where I'm just like, oh, so totally good. agree. The audio and the on. music about this game is phenomenal. And listeners, let's just be clear here we've beaten this to a dead horse because of how much each one of us have an opinion about it. That's a testament to how much you need to buy this game. Well, I, I, I would oh, definitely no. say how much we've just talked about Breath of the Wild. I think. Jason's recommendation has won for me. Also, another reason to buy it and reinforcing Jason's decision, they're just coming out with a sequel. Yep. So thinking about it at this point, you're getting a full-fledged game. You're not going to have to pay full retail price. Go to Facebook Marketplace. Go somewhere besides GameStop. Buy the game for use. Don't don't pay full price (laughs) for it. You said the name. The shots. So many shots. shots will be taken at them. But Nick, they have games that are used at an affordable discounted rate. You know. <laughs> anyway, moving on to my indie game title, and okay. this is going to be—it's an indie title, but it's gotten such rave reviews on other platforms. It no longer feels like an indie title. Okay. It is Cuphead. Okay. So. Oh, so you too are a massive. Yes. Yes, For I sure. am. <laughs> Cuphead has a rubber band animation 1930s style art and it is phenomenally beautiful um and my fiance played it side by side on, on the couch it is very entertaining but i must say it is absolutely difficult they do not mm-hmm. kid when they talk about the difficulty of this game you can literally just be grinding away trying to defeat the same boss for three hours and if you're not skilled enough at avoiding being hit you will die the game is a pure challenge base, and it's all about learning how to overcome those challenges. So it brings me back to the old school Sonic games where if you had a difficulty with a level, you had to keep trying until you were able to accomplish it. Um, this this scales way larger than that, though. Oh, definitely. This, this scales. So, yeah. so you got everybody's got to think right here for this game. You're thinking Metal Slug and Contra. On steroids, like if they took yeah. the concept yeah. of those two difficulties and they were like, let's put it in today's day and age, but still keep it as hard as fuck. Yeah, you need yeah. to have and quick it's finger two, bars. It's, if you haven't seen it, it's all 2D. 
it's all very tight controls. Side scroll animation. In the right place at the right time. Yep. Yeah. That, that creepy, like, ancient Disney style, like, <laughs> suggestive art and everything. Yes. It, it's and good. I love that that's the art that they paired it with, right? It's like this, like, fun little flower that's doing, like, this little 1920s, like, old timey, like, dance routine. Yeah. Um, when he's about to, like, melt your face off for the next three hours. Not only life. is the. Like, I think that's a perfect blend of a visual element and. Not only play. is the animation that way, but they've also done like a scratched camera or dirty lens filter over the top of it where you can see like the hair follicle and like the scratch and the lines in the screen. So you're like trying to clean the, the switches and it's screen. not, like, I got a screen protector. What's going on? <laughs> so they really did a good job about trying to make the game in that time period, not just with its art style, not just with its animation, not just with its gameplay, but also with its entire feel. Um, which I thought was phenomenal. It's an extreme challenge, and it's definitely worth purchasing. Cool. So in recap, we got Super Smash Brothers, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild for the mainstream picks. No surprises there. Cuphead, Hollow Knight, and uh, Binding of Isaac. Isaac, Super deluxe, double backflip version, whatever (laughs) they went. It's like Street Fighter 2 Turbo on that. But yeah, Binding of Isaac, whatever the current version is. Um, yeah. And if you don't have those games, what are you doing? Definitely. What are you doing? <laughs> we got some new games this week that are coming out soon or have recently come out, as usual. Um, the first one, we're just going to blow through these pretty quickly because there's not much to talk about until they come out. Um, Luigi's Mansion 3 coming out on Halloween, which I thought was a cute little marketing thing. Have it come out on Halloween. Really cool franchise if you're into that. Um, it's co-op. They're, they're re-release... It's, wait, it's co-op? See the videos? Yes. I just see Luigi with a vacuum and I lose I'm pretty interest. sure it's four-player. I think Gooigi. Oh, that's right. The booger, yeah. the booger guy. The booger guy. All right. Official. We'll, we'll, take a, we'll take a closer look on that on a future episode once it's out. Um, we got the Lion King and Aladdin 16-bit remasters of the original Sega Genesis and Nintendo games getting released on the Switch to accompany their live-action DVD releases, I think, which, to me, that's cool. If you want some, if you want a heavy spoonful of nostalgia, definitely check those out to pick that up. Both um, games are hardcore. So for those original fans, Lion King, very difficult game to complete. Oh yeah, no, they're not easy. Yeah. Um We Fit Next Gen, which maybe we'll talk about this on a future episode a little more in depth. But Nintendo has come out with this weird exercise ring and you like like do like arm crunches with it and like flailed around and like basically try to cause yourself to have a heart attack. Um, and it pairs it with a game. So like you'll squeeze the thing and then your character will run. Um, it's weird. It's Nintendo. Uh, there's a video on our Twitter, um, twitter.com slash the underscore Nintendo ads. Hey, um, of Jimmy Kimmel, uh, no, Jimmy Fallon doing some weird stuff with it. Uh, so there's that. Um, BlizzCon is coming up, which we are going to talk a whole hell of a lot about on our next episode, probably mostly going to be focusing on BlizzCon, depending if they shit the bed again or not for this BlizzCon. 
Overwatch <laughs> 2 is definitely going to come out at this point. They're like basically leaking it themselves. Um, yeah. But the last, the last thing I want to talk about, because I know if I bring Fortnite Chapter 2 up, Nick oh. Yeti's going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> so I'm going to spare everyone. It. I'm going to spare everyone. Um, Pokemon Sword and Shield is coming mm. out in a couple weeks. And from what I understand, you guys have not about so game. so wait first of all this this is the a full-fledged release on the switch so yes, this is full so think about this full this is game. the first full-fledged pokemon release on a home tv console this is iconic this isn't like pokemon stadium or anything this is like you know you can say pokemon let's go was that was a complete revamp of basically red and blue this yeah. is the first full-fledged welcome to the big screen Pokemon game. Not only is it the first full-fledged yeah. release, but like how Breath of the Wild revolutionally changed how Zelda games were going to be made from that, that point forward, they've gone and changed the format for what Pokemon is and turned it into an open-world game. And they've completely changed. Yeah, the some of it's open world. Mm-hmm. Some of it's open world. A good portion, but that is new to the Pokemon series. You're right. Um, yeah, so that reason, the controversy, the controversy is after we've talked it up now. <laughs> so in every in every Pokemon game since Red and Blue, you've always been over. You've always been able to transfer all of your Pokemon into the new oh, game. Yeah. Right. So that you can you can carry your collection along with you because obviously you gotta catch them all. So we had you know first gen, second gen, third gen. You've you know captured all these guys over the years. Pokemon Sword and Shield doesn't have all the Pokemon. It is going to be locked. It will only have the Pokemon that they have decided are going to be featured in this region. There's going to be a whole Wait. new generation of Pokemon in Sword and Shield. And then there's going to be a handful of Pokemon like Pikachu, Charizard, Gyarados, Rhydon that they've selected that are going to be present in this region. But there's not going to be all 150 original ones that are available for transfer or finding in this game. So in this game, this is going to be the first Pokemon game ever that doesn't have what they call the national decks, the national Pokedex, meaning every other game, it was possible to have every single Pokemon captured until that point. This game breaks that pattern. We'll only have the Pokemon that they've selected in the game. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Does that mean that the original 150, quote unquote, are in the game, but only on specific regions? No, I'm saying this game happens. Every game in Pokemon happens in a specific region. So you have like, the Sinnoh region that you're in now, or the Johto region from the first one, um, that has a mix of new and old Pokemon, but you always have the option to transfer all of your old Pokemon in there and then catch all the ones that you don't have in the wild. This one, if you have, a, I don't know, a Lapras, and they decided that Lapras isn't going to be available in the region that Sword and Shield takes place in there's no lapras you can't catch a lapras you can't transfer a lapras there's no so this is like the australia of (laughs) it's supposed to take place in like like a british like a uk medieval type because it's like Uh, sort of makes sense for that 
but yeah, the, you're only going to get the Pokemon that they want you Regional to get. Regional block and not is preventing all other Pokemon from other regions in this particular region. So you, you cannot yes. catch them all, essentially. Yes, and there's a whole lot of feelings about that I, I, from people who have played every Pokemon from start uh, to finish. I'll be straight up <laughs> honest, the beginning. The only reason I have huge distaste for this game in general is because it focuses more on newer Pokemon and not the original 150 beyond the... Because you're a boomer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but... So, but there are, there are a significant amount of the first 150 available in the region, but like, like Kabuto, I haven't seen anything about Kabuto. I can't, you know what, man? I was just, I was hoping, I was excited for a controversy. This isn't a controversy to me. This is a bunch of little. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me not give my opinion about Pokemon. Yo, tell fans. us how you, tell us how you Dude, really get the feel out of your bedroom. Dude, get the <laughs> out of here with this bullshit. <laughs> Thank God they made a departure. Holy <laughs> shit. Great. So you're telling me that development team isn't losing their. <laughs> mind making models for every fucking Pokemon just so you can feel comfortable and your fan base be like, ooh, look, you transferred this over there. Get the fuck mm. out of here. What they did was they're making the first, what I'm going to call it big screen. I'm just going to use that as a nickname. It's the first big screen Pokemon game. I'm not going to fucking buy it or get it. I'm over it. Me and my son have a ton of fun playing Pokemon Let's Go because you can both throw the balls at it. He has a freaking blast with it. Um, I'm not into this game. But I have to say, from a kid who grew up and loved Pokemon, collect Pokemon cards, I fucking die hard Pokemon Red and Blue. I think it's great. I, I think they needed to do this. They, they they needed to make a big statement with it. My literally, my only gripe with this game is the weird trans. Actually, my whole gripe with Pokemon in general, the modern Pokemon, is the whole transformation thing, where you have like, yeah, like Shadow with this that. or Dark. I don't even freaking know what it is. I can't keep up with it anymore. But it's just that's not cool to me. And this game that 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 plays a big role in it. I, I Gigantamaxing, I, I, Nick. It's called Gigantamaxing. I hope it plays TM. a positive role. I don't know if you can do it in every battle. Uh, if you're playing co-op together and you do it, I don't. I hope they implemented it properly. But as far as all the Pokemon not being involved, get the f- over your get the. <laughs> So it's that time of the episode where Corporal is going to hit us with his side quest question of the episode. What do you got? What do you got for us this time? So it's a very simple question, but it should elicit some emotional responses. (laughs) Not from Nick. Stone cold. (laughs) What is the most satisfying or gratifying boss fight you've ever completed, regardless what genre of video game it's been in? Oh, oh shit. I have to think about that one. Well, That's I right. don't. I'll go first, because I don't have to think about it one second. Really? Okay. Yes. The most difficult, this is the most... And looking back on it, like, it's not even that hard. It just gave me so much trouble, and I remember hating it so much, and it drove me nuts. And then when I finally did it, I was like, so it was like, I just like graduated from college with a degree in like hating this damn game boss. Um, it was Donkey Kong 64 and it was that stupid Jack in the box where you played as Dixie Kong, which is the female Kong with the pigtails and you could float. And it was like on this grid and 
it would jump after you and then you had to like jump and float over and the camera i mean you were fighting the boss but right beside the boss you were fighting the camera controls because they were like oh they were so bad it makes me so angry just thinking about it but yeah donkey kong 64 the stupid jack-in-the-box thing with dixie kong immediately what comes to mind i hated it i don't know if i felt good like have after beating it but i just felt so relieved that i never had to do it again and that was like that's my definitive like when somebody says like what's the worst boss what's the most that absolutely immediately okay all right yeti do you have one yet or i don't think it yeah no 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 I, it, yeah i got i got it down it was um marvel vs. capcom 3 it was galactus Really? It was, yeah, absolutely. Um, turning that difficulty up all the way, and he threw the, the like, what you would say, like, you know how Smash has, like, the fighting polygon team and have, like, the yeah, polygon yeah. version of, like, someone else he would fight? I just, you know what? Like, 3D space boss battles are cool, but I just feel like the 2D space fighting game, when you have a boss battle like that, it just makes it so much more clean less options for you to have and it's like you really got to be on point with everything that you do yeah yeah that's true uh, I, I grinded that out like like crazy and then fighting it with different characters you know me i i play i love in fighting games playing like it's not like i like to play the underdog but for some reason my attraction is always to the character that isn't going to be what is you know quote unquote to the mainstream top tier 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 lists don't exist to you in <laughs> no, fighting no. games Absolutely not. I'm I'm always gonna play what I want to play. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what about you, Corporal? My personal all-time gratifying boss fight to this day is still completing Banjo Kazooie, the original boss fight against the witch. At the top <laughs> of the tower, I first time playing, I hadn't gotten all of my musical notes, so I hadn't unlocked all of my health bars yet. So when I finally made it to the top, I wasn't as strong as I could have been. And I tried so hard to complete that boss and it just was not working. And I ended up having to go back and recomplete a bunch of the levels in order to level up again. And then even still, I kept dying. And some of it was a camera issue. Some of it was just I lacked the skill. But the more and more I grinded at it, the better and better I got. And when I finally did defeat her, it was the most satisfying moment of my young childhood life. That's fair. That's a good... I like that both of ours came from similar similar type games from the <laughs> Nintendo 64. The Nintendo 64 3D adventure platform. Yeah. <laughs> the brutal... The brutality of horribly animated ugly ass boss monsters 64 was one of the most amazing consoles it really was we all we should do a future episode where we count down our top favorite 64 titles that would be good jet force gemini coming out in force oh we need to get into that golden eye golden eye perfect dark bomberman oh my gosh yoshi story (laughs) jeez all right we digress. Um, we have been the Nintendo Ads. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on your local social medias, such as the Instagram or the Facebook. Um, 
we're usually just whatever social media thing at the Nintendo ads on Twitter. We're the underscore Nintendo ads. If you're about that tweet life. Uh, but yeah, follow us. I think we might stream. I think we might stream on Twitch at some point, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Well, this could be talked about. We'll see. We do some some brutal couch co-op. Um, and if you listen to this, give us your opinion. Should we all get into Risk of Rain too? Should oh. we do that? Yeah, throw it out there. We're looking for. So all right, we um we talk about constantly a game that we should we should all play for this. Um, and talk about for you something guys something that so we've we, all never played before. Absolutely, Risk of Rain Two is looking like it. I think it came out. Is it PC and Switch, or is it PS4 also? Uh, I think well, it came out. Here? I think it came out for everything. Did it, and then okay. it came out for Switch, like a little bit things. later. Yeah, like like yeah. all things. Switch absolutely. is the afterthought for everybody. Yeah, we um, definitely need to wrap this up because I've got a dentist appointment at two thirty. Wow, nobody cares. <laughs> In the afternoon? In the morning? <laughs> tooth. Tooth 30. Dad's oh, oh my I hate oh, you so much. <sighs> That's it. That's a wrap. I'm oh, out. <laughs> I forgot that you said you were going to keep doing that. You <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Jesus. All right. We're the Nintendads. Don't hate us. Bye. <laughs>